0: Hi, everyone. I'm Rosemarie Miller here with Steven Ehrlich, the director of Forbes Digital Assets, here to tell us about the SEC possibly approving Bitcoin ETF applications as soon as this Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining me today, Steve. Thanks, Rosemary. Absolutely. So, Steve, why do people think one is going to be approved as soon as this Wednesday?
1: Right, so it kind of comes down to the SEC's calendar. Typically when an issuer applies to, um, to launch an ETF, the SEC has up until 240 days to, to give a go and no go decision. Uh, many times it doesn't get that far. The SEC will approve something before then, or if the issuer or a proposed issuer uh, senses that they're not gonna get approval, they will withdraw the application before they actually get the formal rejection uh, and and that's happened over and over again for for Bitcoin, uh, going all the way back to two thousand and thirteen when uh, Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss of Facebook fame tried to launch the first spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, there's been dozens of of uh, potential uh, of, of potential products that have gone before the SEC, uh, and the SEC every single time has whacked them down, has rejected them, uh, claiming pretty much that. Uh, they don't trust the underlying spy Bitcoin market. Uh, they claim that the market is not free from fraud and manipulation, which is obviously a, a very important uh, tenet of investor safety. Uh, however, things have changed this time around. Uh, it started with uh, a company called Grayscale, which is the, the asset management arm of Digital Currency Group, which is a kind of a, a well-known um, sort of like uh, crypto polyglot firm for lack of a better term. Um, they have proposed many times to convert their $27 billion uh, closed Bitcoin fund called the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into an ETF uh, to make it just more user friendly for investors. The SEC has time and time again, turned them down. Um, This time, however, Grayscale sued the SEC. They they sued them last year, um, claiming that the SEC erred in rejecting the application and uh, a DC um, circuit um, i guess a, a group of dc um appellate uh, justices ruled very strongly in favor of, of grayscale and pretty much throughout the sec's justification for rejecting spot bitcoin etfs under the sort of the the, the clause of uh, fraud and manipulative markets and that sort of set off just this this race to uh i, I think another analyst at bloomberg called it the Kentucky derby because um, the belief now is that the SEC has no more reasons to reject spot Bitcoin ETFs, and there are currently 13 pending before them, um, many from blue chip investment firms like Invesco, BlackRock, and Fidelity. And the, the deadline for the very first of this crop of 13 ETFs to get their final go/no go decision is going to be this Wednesday, January 10th. So, so going back to your original question, uh, the reason why Wednesday is such an important day is because expectation is that the sec is going to approve um, this first application which is proposed to be issued by um, arc invest and 21 shares um, Led arc invest is obviously led by um, by superstar investor kathy wood and uh, in order to avoid sort of picking and choosing winners the expectation is that the sec is going to let several etf applications launch and begin trading right away so that customers can choose um, which product they want to purchase.
0: So I I do want to know what exactly is a spot ETF and how does it differ from a futures ETF in buying on the spot market?
1: That that is a good, that is a good question. And it sort of relates to why there's been so much anticipation for the spot Bitcoin ETF. Um, Anyone that's even casually followed crypto in recent years knows uh, about some of the security issues associated with it. The challenges that come from holding your, your cryptocurrency in a wallet, and even if you uh, patronize a service like, like Coinbase or, or Kraken, uh, Robinhood uh, to hold your crypto, they're not FDIC insured. So if something happens to the exchange, like what happened to, to FTX, customers are left um, without any sort of, of restitution. And it's just, uh, I wouldn't say completely unregulated, but but it's not on par with traditional Um, banks or or even um, regular brokers that that are better regulated and have better oversight as far as uh, segregating and custodying assets. Um, I know that's a mouthful. And, And basically what a spot Bitcoin ETF will allow is for anybody to get exposure, direct exposure to Bitcoin or potentially other assets if and when the SEC approves them. Uh, through their account without having to deal with the headache of actually setting up an account at at an exchange and linking your bank account and having to safeguard it yourself and worry about theft and so on and so forth. All those things magically go off the table. Now, as you mentioned in your question, Right now, what we're looking for is a spot ETF, which basically means that one of these uh, one of these issuers would buy Bitcoin, issue shares against it, and then those could trade on the market. Um, there is a there are several Bitcoin ETFs already on the market. These are called futures ETFs, uh, specifically cash settled futures ETFs, and they actually launched in the fall of two thousand and twenty-one, um, around the time of a of a uh, another big bull run, and these try as best as they can to mirror the spot price of Bitcoin. They typically work by buying monthly Bitcoin contracts, I believe at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And then when those roll off, they, they buy them again and again and again. Um, the issue is that it's becoming harder, especially during periods of high volatility, to maintain parity with the price of Bitcoin, especially without um, incurring extra costs for investors. Because remember, each time the, uh, each time the price of Bitcoin goes up, um, that typically means that the futures contracts for that same amount of Bitcoin are gonna go up again. And if you have to keep buying it, that means you're paying more for the same amount of Bitcoin month to month to month, um, as opposed to a spot Bitcoin ETF where you just buy it and then you and then you hold it. So um, some of the issuers behind these cash settled futures ETFs are starting to become a little bit less competitive. And, and, and that I believe is a cause for concern for them moving forward if and when these spot ETFs actually happen.
0: Mm -hmm. So going back to uh, some of these applications possibly being approved as soon as this Wednesday, who are likely to be some of the winners and who's likely to be some of the losers in this scenario?
1: Well, one thing that I don't expect to happen is for there to be a a winner-take-all scenario like we saw with the Bitcoin futures ETFs. In that case, um, the ProShares um, Bitcoin futures ETF got a, a couple week head start uh, over everybody else. And they sucked up, I believe, more than $1 billion in AUM the first day, which set a record even um, bigger than, than GLD. Uh, and basically, every other issuer lost out and it just has a very, very small fraction of that total amount because when it comes to ETFs, that is a numbers game. Uh, The more volume you have, that means the more liquidity you have, lower slippage, theoretically you can compress fees and and so on and so forth. So I don't expect that to happen here. Um, When the SEC approved several cash settled futures ETFs to begin trading last fall, I believe they let five or six go off at the same time. And again, I think that's gonna happen here. Um, as far as what things investors should think about as they're considering these different ETFs, uh, obviously fees is going to be a big one. Uh, many of right now, I believe, like the average fee for for an ETF uh, right now is about point three seven percent. And I actually have it up on my computer right now. These are these are numbers from from Bloomberg. And I mean, for instance, uh, for instance, uh, BlackRock I think is going to have thirty basis points with a, a starting uh, price of 20. Um, there are several Invesco, I believe Arc 21 and, uh, and Bitwise that are actually gonna be, uh, be waiving their fees for a certain period of time. And uh, many of the fees I think right now are gonna be somewhere between 20 and 50 basis points. One major outlier, however, is going to be Grayscale. They are the ones with GPTC. It, it, this is a fund that uh, right now houses 619,000 Bitcoin worth about $27 billion at today's prices. Um, What This closed-end fund um, has typically charged 200 basis points, or 2% management fee, which um, makes it very much a cash cow for the company. A big question was um, what fee they were going to drop it down to once ETFs started, because 200 basis points is just frankly non-competitive in the ETF world. And they announced that right now they're only going to drop it down to 1.5% or 150 basis points, which is, again, about 100 basis points higher than pretty much everybody else. And that is really sort of curious to me. I mean, if you talk to to Grayscale, and they've said this to me on multiple interviews throughout the years, I mean, they typically say that um, the operational experience matters, um, being able to deal with crypto especially, during periods of uncertainty, for instance, if there's a fork in Bitcoin, and, and just custodying and, and just managing these these products, um, that is a premium service that they think will justify the higher fee. Uh, mm-hmm. Will customers agree? I don't know. That that's that's a lot of money to be leaving on the table um, when you can uh, give your money to a blue chip firm like like BlackRock or Fidelity um, and, and and get that reputational. Um, Get those reputational benefits and 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 pay much lower fees
0: so how much money is expected to come in immediately
1: it's really hard to tell uh, I, I mean a billion dollars is sort of the the goal post at least as far as bitcoin futures uh, i i know that uh, i mean the etf industry is about eight trillion dollars I, I mean the, the total capital markets is, is 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 much much more than that uh Frankly, I am not entirely sure. I, I would not be surprised if we are underwhelmed at the very beginning, um, where we see just a few hundred million dollars or it might take a little while to get to a to billion dollars. Although I do think it's going to grow over time. Uh, I mean, one of the things that's also worth keeping in mind too is that there's gonna be a difference between new money coming into crypto and just money being cycled around into these products. I mean, for instance, ARK Invest, has been selling some of their Coinbase shares as a way of just kind of balancing portfolios that they offer. Um, they recently put a sizable chunk into pro Bitcoin futures ETF BITO and the expectation there is that they're going to then move it into one of these spot ETFs. Um, so clearly AEOM for that could go up, but that doesn't mean there's new money coming into the space. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I do think the new money is going to come in over, over time as it, finally has become easier to get exposure. You can just direct your your broker, um, so on and so forth to, to put uh, a certain allocation into one of these products if you so choose. One other thing that I think is also, <clears throat> excuse me, important to keep in mind is that um, for many, just because the sec has approved these products and they're trading on exchanges like 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 nasdaq or or or, CBO or or the new york stock exchange brokers are also going to be doing their own due diligence on these products too before they're actually going to expose them to, to customers and um, each broker might be a little bit different some might offer right away some might take a few weeks or a few months to see how they operate before they're actually going to let clients send money there so that's one additional hurdle that i, I think is important to, to keep in mind it's not necessarily a um, uh, a stop sign, but but it could be a, a little bit of a speed bump, um, especially mm-hmm. once we start talking about perhaps like pension funds and other endowments that could make sizable um, allotments sizable to the space.
0: Well, Steve, what can we expect with the price of Bitcoin?
1: That's another really good question because there's a few things to consider here. Uh, in the past, when there's been big moments like this, they've been very much buy the rumor, sell the news types of types of scenarios. Um, uh, What I'm referring to here, I mean, for one, when Coinbase went public in April of 2021 through a direct listing, um, Bitcoin had, excuse me, Bitcoin had approached $69,000, $70,000 and it went down after Coinbase went public and Coinbase's stock is is far down since then. Um, Bitcoin again approached $70,000 in October, 2021 when the Bitcoin futures ETFs um, were given approval by the SEC and it collapsed again. Is that going to happen again this time? Uh, it's hard to there, there's reasons to say yes. There's reasons to say no um, reasons to say yes. I mean, Bitcoin is up 50% over the last three months, but in the last month, it's only up about 4%. So that signals to me that the market is kind of waiting for for a new direction. And it may come down to whether or not people think that the Bitcoin ETF approvals are already priced in. And, and it may again be de- uh, its future direction may be determined by how much money actually comes in at the same point, and, and this is a critical distinction to make when it comes to spot Bitcoin ETFs, as opposed to the cash settled futures ETFs. Um, if a company or an issuer is um, offering a spot Bitcoin ETF, that means they actually have to go out and pre- physically procure the Bitcoin and then keep it at a custodian uh, like like Coinbase. I, I believe Fidelity is custodying its own assets, but the, that's Bitcoin that has to be bought on the spot market and then has to be taken off the market and, and held in reserve for for redemptions. Uh, with a spot, with a cash settled futures ETF, that does not happen. Uh, that's just literally um, contracts where people are betting on, on the price of Bitcoin one way or another. So if there is a surge, and I know that um, one of the big trends that we've been seeing over the end of last year is Bitcoin being taken away from exchanges, which means liquidity on exchanges, and, and exchanges are just one part of, um, the total liquidity picture for, for crypto. But if that's happening, that could lead to um, some, some. It, it could accentuate moves in either direction. And, and if there is bullish demand, that could lead to, to further surges. But it, it's really hard to, to predict exactly what's going to happen. My, my sense is that the price of Bitcoin is going to be pretty volatile over the next few weeks.
0: Well, as always, Steve, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Great, thanks Rosemary.
0: Absolutely.